Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. Thanks for joining us, and here we are, Allie, you know, month by month. end of the year. I know. <clears throat> Sayonara 2022. Almost, I, I almost want to say thank God. <laughs> well, you know, on to better and brighter months and year ahead, like but it's pretty cool. We have another Clinical Corner feature this month. Just, can you imagine? I know. So, you know, we always kind of uh, started off with a question posed to our students. Yep. And uh, we talked a lot on the podcast about hands-on manual therapy. We talk about combining that with exercise. Um, You know, sometimes there's kind of like this dead end when something hands-on you're doing like isn't working or you, the patient's having pain with it. You know you want to do something, but you don't know what to do. So this article is another case study. And I think uh, it would be a great question for the students to think uh, if you're doing traditional lumbar mobilizations from the posterior side, so posterior to anterior on the back of the low back, uh, and that's painful or that's worsening symptoms, what are your options if you want to go from there? You know, how can you proceed? Sometimes I think the words that you use are meant for people not to understand what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, really? <clears throat> well, I think our I think our bright young minds yeah. in physical Those therapy listening. out there probably understand it yeah. very, very well. So is this the one that if we say the title, it's going to give it away? Hmm, no, maybe, but we'll see. Because that's one of those things. I just glanced at it before this, we started the episode and I could not pronounce half the words. Well, if it gives it away, listen anyway. Okay. You'll still learn something <laughs> along the way. So uh, this article is from JOSPT. It's case report. It's clinical utility of lumbar anterior posterior mobilizations in a patient with degenerative lumbar spondylolisthesis. That's not a real word. It's a real word. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a real word. It's a, it's a big word. It's one you feel like after you know what that word is, you, you know, some you of those student everything. loan payments were worth it. <laughs> Just pronouncing it. That's funny. So uh, it's actually a condition um, where the vertebrae slip. So one vertebrae is over top of another. So list, like list in a boat means lean or slide. So the vertebrae aren't properly uh, in alignment. So uh, in severe cases, it cannot uh, be a surgical, you know, uh, situation. But, um, you know, only... Uh, 10 to 15% of patients with this diagnosis need surgery. So, Sounds painful. Um, you know, the actual, I mean, you don't feel it, um, you know, like slipping or sliding, but it can be a cause of pain in the back. It can cause pain down the leg and worsening situations. It can cause weakness down the leg. Is this anything issues. like scoliosis? Not exactly. Oh. Um, scoliosis is more traditionally like a side to side curve, like an S and this would be more like one vertebrae over another sliding forward, like Ooh. C-type position. Ouch. Yeah. So this particular case uh, was a 53-year-old man who was sent to physical therapy, and he had that diagnosis, um, and he was having pain down his right leg. So very common, you know, 
This is a lot of patients that we see in our clinic, probably a lot of our listeners, probably a lot of people out there have husbands, brothers, you know, whatever, who are 53-year-old men with pain down their right leg or left leg. Is that common? Uh, it is pretty common. You know, oh. most people that, um, you know, have back pain or back pain with several episodes eventually develop some pain in the leg. So um, it can be pretty common. Um, when he first came into physical therapy, um, he had had back pain for like 10 10 weeks and then it progressed into pain in his leg, which is typically how we see things. It starts, you know, pain in the back and then the pain worsens down the leg. It's what we call up the chain, right? Or down the chain. Down the chain. That'd be down the chain. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and we measure, uh, you know, a measure when our patients come in, our previous patients listening probably, uh, have seen those questionnaires we give that you have to fill out at the you know, first visit and periodically, those are different uh, indexes that we use. So the one we use for the back is called the, uh, the Oswestry Disability Index. And basically it's a percentage. So zero to a hundred percent, it measures how much uh, difficulty you're having because of your condition with your day-to-day activities. So a hundred percent means it's the most severe disability. Zero percent means no disability. Oh, okay. Uh, so this individual was 62 percent. So Ooh. that's that's pretty high. Yeah. 62 percent of the things he does is bothered by his back or leg pain. Um, so, what did they do? Well, we'll share the article again, but you can kind of look. This one has some cool pictures and has some pictures of a pain diagram. So Love this is pictures. where patients kind of indicate on a body chart where they're hurting. Um, and this individual was having quite a bit of pain down his leg, um, on the back side of the whole right leg and outside of the right leg and then front side down below the knee. So, you know, that's a pretty decent swath of pain there. Um, but they started physical therapy. Uh, he was found to have stiffness in his lower back, um, and you know, some, uh, mild weakness in that leg, um, they started like we would often uh, start and, and talk about with hands-on, uh, so mobilizations, mm-hmm. as well as exercise. So they started some hip strengthening, some posterior tilts, um, you know, planking, things to work on lumbar stability and mobility. And at the same time, they started um, mobilizations. So they started traditionally, like we would start, with a posterior mobilization. So you'd be pushing on the back to loosen the vertebrae, and that's designed to improve the stiffness. Interesting. They isn't, use a... I was just going to say, isn't that when patients usually say they're scared to come to physical therapy because they're scared it's going to hurt because they're basically moving the part where it hurts, like they're moving it, and that's what they see every day. Yeah, and I think but this is... what's really a, happening is that they're strengthening it. It is, and I think this is a good example. Um, this particular, uh, you know, intervention, you know, when we've talked in... Uh, podcast before we talk about kind of the confirming sign or looking to reproduce some of the symptoms so that we know what we're working on they were able to reproduce some of the symptoms and that tells them kind of what to treat but it's a continual reassessment and so just a few visits in they realized that this um, mobilization from the back to to front was actually aggravating things and so and this is frequently what we do. There's continual reassessment, continued feedback with the patient. Um, they decided to go the opposite direction. So uh, it's not as common or not as traditional, but you can mobilize the lumbar spine from the front, like through the stomach, like through your belly button what? almost. And there's a really cool video of this technique that we'll share in the episode notes. Okay. Um, but it's a uh, anterior to posterior mobilization. And so when they started this, 
really, really stimulated a lot of progress for this individual. So they're pressing on his stomach? <clears throat> yeah, um, but it's kind of like you take up the slack. So it's kind of like one hand over another hand. So, And it's short bouts. It's like 30 seconds at I a time. I need to watch the video. Yeah, so the video is pretty cool. Um, it really lays out the technique. And when they started this, they just really started to um, you know, stimulate a lot of progress and a lot of improvement. Um, this person really started to get a lot of mobility. Um, even just a couple of visits in after mobilizing this, their lumbar range of motion was almost full. Um, and they were having, you know, very little pain in the leg. Uh, they were progressing at the same time, you know, through exercises, increasing the strength, increasing the stability. <clears throat> the individual was compliant with their home program. So really what, um, you know, probably again, that change, that just simple reassessment and small change along the way. So kind of to the student question, mm -hmm. you know, you have this individual, they have pain, they have stiffness, you're able to reproduce their pain and you know that that one particular vertebrae is stiff and needs mobilizing, but it's aggravating the condition. Elsewhere, yeah. Well, in this case, they were able to change directions and then so mobilize crazy. it from the other direction. And that stimulated a ton of progress for this individual. So that anterior to posterior direction can be something sometimes that's used. We use that a lot in the neck and the cervical spine. Okay. Uh, so sometimes when we do cervical mobilizations, pushing on the back of the neck is painful or irritating. So we'll actually push on the front of the vertebrae, like um, just to the side of your throat and vocal cords. Yeah, it sounds a little dangerous. <laughs> it's not dangerous per se. I mean, it takes a while to figure out how to do it comfortably for the patient. Yeah. Uh, because you know, early on it, it can be painful, but if you have the right technique and you practice that technique and get it down to where it's really comfortable. And actually most patients, once they experience it, they're like, Hey, will you do that thing? That really, really helped. Wow. Like, my pain was better. Yeah. You know, so it's pretty immediate, you know, especially like take this individual, he was in pain for 10 weeks, you know, mm -hmm. if you do something and immediately they feel better. You're going to keep doing it. <laughs> we're really encouraged to, to have you keep doing yeah. that. We're all just floppy disks in life. We That's just got to right. flip it over onto the next side. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> so this patient was eventually discharged from physical therapy. They had 13 visits. Um, at discharge, uh, he had a 0 out of 10 pain wow. in his leg and in his back. Yep. And um, you remember that disability index that we talked about yep. where he was like way high up? Uh, his disability index score at discharge improved to 4%. That's, That's awesome. That's like phenomenal. That's great. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, you take someone who's had pain for, you know, a while and, Ten you know, weeks. one of the patient's big goals it talks about in here was to avoid surgery, you know. Okay. So he's gotten better with physical therapy, 13 visits, not a tremendous amount of time, um, you know, yeah. short amount of time really in the in the grand scheme of things. And they actually did a phone call with the patient two months after discharge, and he had still reported no pain, no symptoms, and he was continuing with his home exercises. Look at him. That's stellar. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So, <clears throat> again, for our clinicians out there, you know, take a look at the video. I think it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, it might be a patient out there that you're working with right now that you might be able to utilize that technique on. And, um, you know, for our, our patient listeners out there, and remember – Direct oh, access, there you Allie. Go. <laughs> you know, I was you, just going to ask, did this article state anything like, did this patient seek help elsewhere? Did he try any other techniques before physical therapy? Um, he had visited with his physician, I think, and was referred, um, oh, okay. you know, but I don't think it didn't outline any other conservative treatment that he had 
attempted or had failed, um, he was just motivated to definitely avoid surgery. Um, that was one of the one of the things he had several things suggested. You know, uh, he anti-inflammatory medications, epidurals. Uh, and physical therapy. And I think he kind of chose to, you know, move forward with physical therapy as the first treatment, which was probably a good decision for him based Post on his outcome. child of what we're saying, huh? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I think sometimes, you know, um, at least patients I've uh, worked with in the past, when you get a big word like that, you know, spondylolisthesis. Yeah, I'd like uh, you just made that up You right see now. that in your MRI report or yeah. somebody tells you you have that. You start Googling it. You know, it's it's pretty daunting. It yeah. can be like, oh my gosh, I have this horrible thing. Like yeah. one vertebrae is over top of another vertebrae. I'm going to break in half. How can I live? How can I walk? How right. can I move? Um, you know, and you could take an MRI of this individual who's feeling great and he would probably have relatively the same alignment, still have spondylolisthesis. We've just developed proper compensatory strategies in his body. So he knows how to, his body knows how to control that area now. Um, And, you know, the day before he started hurting, he had spondylolisthesis. He probably just didn't know it. And he's not hurting now and he still has it. So it's just a sign that you can, you can live with some of these diagnoses and uh, if you're a patient out there and, and you hear, well, you have a herniated disc or you have yeah. degenerative disc or you have a spondylolisthesis or things like that, don't get too caught up in the diagnosis. Don't get too worried or nervous about okay. that. It doesn't mean that you can't live normally, you know, with proper treatment. Pain-free. Yeah. Have you ever treated someone with this? Oh, yeah. We treat lots of folks with you this. Have? Yeah, for sure. It sounds so scary. It sounds scary, but it's just a big word. just means slip, basically. Oh. So the vertebrae <laughs> just slipped a bit. You doctors um, like to make things harder than it does. Well, there's obviously, you know, things that, uh, you know, in severe cases where it does, does need surgical treatment and can be very severe and can, you know, deal with nerve issues, nerve impingement, things like that. But um, you know, in, in milder cases, you know, it certainly is a diagnosis you can live and, and do just great with, with, you know, some, some intervention like this individual had. So was the answer to the question, just flip them on over? Yeah, go the other direction. <laughs> you know, you're going to go from an anterior direction mm-hmm. posteriorly instead of posterior to anterior. But go. I think it's not something that folks think about often because, you know, you do have to go through, push through the stomach. And so, again, like the cervical technique there is some practice that needs to be done so you can do it and have it be comfortable for the patient. Yeah. Um, so I would encourage if you've never heard of this or never thought about it, never done it, check out the video. Yeah. And Let's I think look at the article in the video before you cool. Google it, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't want to so. scare yourself. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in and yeah. uh, awesome Another awesome installment of our clinical corner. And we'll keep them up in 23. That's right. We I want to give hear from you the new year. a shout out to all the questions and the feedback that we've received for the podcast. We continually get new listeners and I just can't wait to continue on in 23 with you, Matt. Yeah. And keep them coming. You know, if you guys, there's things you want to hear about or experts you want us to try mm-hmm. to bring in, we're always looking for great ideas yeah. to satisfy our audience's burning desires yeah. in the field of physical therapy. And we'll answer the question if we can on the podcast, but we always like to, you know, provide any feedback or answer your questions privately if that's something that you're looking for. So don't be afraid to reach out. For we sure. All of our social posts and you'll hear it all in the out, in the outro. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you guys have a great holiday season, and, and we'll hear from you in 23. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com, and you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms, and until next time, keep it moving!